welcome to Solidarity Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Kelly. And here we are again, another episode. Just me and Kelly. And Theo. Oh, and Theo, actually. Which, this is the first time Theo has been on a podcast that is making it to the... World. Earwaves, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Theo is my eight-month-old or something pit bull mix. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people says he looks part Dalmatian, which, <laughs> I mean... That'd be cool. It, yeah, who knows? He's a little cutie. He's chewing on a toy that might squeak from time to time, so I apologize for that. Yeah, if you hear any extra noises, it's Probably a dog. Probably Yeah. Or my air conditioning. Or maybe one of my roommates coming home. You never know. Not Give around. us grace. Yeah. So... Today's episode, we want to talk about entitlement, and I'm maybe I'll title it entitlement because I think that we all deal with a cer- certain sense of entitlement surrounding getting into a romantic relationship, or I think we all think that we deserve certain things in life. So yeah. this could be applied to other topics, but we deal with singleness and relationships on this podcast. So the reason I wanted to talk about this was I listened to a Reply All episode titled Invisel, which is a shortened word for involuntary celibacy or celibates. Um, It's a group online that maybe some of you guys actually know about. I think that I didn't really know about it, but I had heard about some of these events that the podcast described. But back in the day, probably early 2000s, considering, like, internet chat rooms and things like that were way more a thing and, like, a place where people went to seek solidarity with others. There was a woman who decided she wanted to create space on the internet for people who were celibate, even though they didn't mean to be, you know, which I thought that was so intriguing when I was first listening to it because I was, like, I always make this joke that, like, you know, I'm a victim of singleness or, like, I um, don't... Like, I'm not single because I'm choosing to be necessarily, although I feel like that's changing. I feel like sometimes I am choosing to be single, but all that to say, she wanted to create space for people like her who needed to talk to other people, and um, she was, or she is gay, and she had just spent a long time not in a relationship. I think she was, like, you know, discovering all that kind of stuff for herself, and then wanted to create that space, got in a relationship and eventually kind of left and grew out of the community, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think is totally natural, but it turned into its own thing. And so in or in I don't know how to say it, but it became this space on the internet with, um, I think tens of thousands of people who were really angry about their involuntary celibacy that, Instead of it being like, yeah, just things haven't worked out for me, or it's just been really hard, it became things haven't worked out for me even though they should, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm entitled to romantic relationship. And as a result, the most shocking thing about that podcast episode was that there was this guy who he made a video on YouTube, and basically saying because he was never romantically attached to anyone and he was rejected a lot that people deserve to die and he was seeking vengeance and he went out and I think killed six people, including himself. So 
I mean, this is like serious stuff that happens. And I think that the implications of the way we view our singleness and what we think we deserve in this life can be really serious at times. So first of all, I just want to know what your reaction when you listened to the podcast was, Kelly. I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a very crazy story, and I know they featured a little interview from the woman that originally started it, and just kind of, you know, her reaction to finding out what this, like, what her community had turned into, you know, and just being really shocked by that, and yeah, I think it's such an interesting story, and I think obviously most people don't end up taking such dramatic, tragic action such as this one shooter did as one man did but i i think it's really interesting that we you know decide to talk about this on our podcast and just i think it is an important idea to understand that we're not entitled to anything and um and i think that i think that maybe that mindset comes a lot out of like rejection which kind of turns into anger and then that kind of turns into this irrational idea and I, I think that this gets um, aimed a lot at men. Like I was kind of saying to you, I didn't want to turn this into like this feminist kind of like um, throwing shade at, at men. Yeah. I'm saying like, oh yeah, you know, men feel like they're so entitled to relationships. Like I think it's all around. Um, and I think that we, I think that these feelings manifest themselves in, in a lot of different ways yeah. in people. And I'm sure there's ways in which they are, that there's these feelings present in us as well. But, yeah, the truth is, like, we're not entitled to anything um, from anybody. And it's saying, it's saying, and I think what's important about that is it goes both ways, right? Like, if someone wanted to be in a relationship with one of us or wanted something from one of us, whether that's, like, physical, right, or emotional or anything, like, if we don't reciprocate those desires, they have... They have no right to, whether it's our bodies or emotions or anything like that. And I think that's really important that we do have, I guess, like that ownership or that freedom with ourselves. Is that kind of, it's kind of a weird way to put it, but. No, it is true. I think that's like one side of the coin of being single is that we have the freedom to choose who we give away our love to, all types of love, right? I think that's always true. But what is interesting, like, not to make it about men, because that's, I think that's why we wanted to talk about this. I do think what, to address that issue really quickly, I think the reason that men are in those positions of thinking that they're entitled to things is the society that we live in, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I think that we're still fighting against gender norms and um, even the way men are, like, grown and taught. Yeah. To believe about what they're entitled to and it just gets unhealthy you know like mm-hmm. it's not I I want to say like every person is totally responsible for their own decisions and choices but we're not always responsible for what we taught and what we think is normal and I think that's why it's important for things like our podcast to exist to continue to speak out the truth so I think what it's reminding me of a little bit is like just even the idea of the friend zone is like in the same category where, oh, this girl put me in the friend zone, but I was entitled to be more than that. Like, mm. I mean, that's what bothers people about it. What I've like heard people's argument about 
that idea of the friend zone. And it doesn't go just guys, but guys do say that a lot more, like, she put me in the friend zone, how dare she? Mm. <laughs> it's like, well, you probably belong there. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think in general it's just sort of a epidemic. And maybe it's our culture, our Western culture, where we do, like, as women, we have a lot more rights than other places in the world. And so we also, this, this is some of the, like, leftover things that need to be worked out in mm. society. Yeah, definitely. Because that's kind of crazy. I just think, and the internet, it can be this, like, wonderful place for things, but it also, I just think, is a scary place for people's ideas to, like, stew and turn into... Yeah, and that that was kind of like that was kind of my thinking with this too, right? So she, this lady, started this group to. I mean, kind of. It sounded really similar to like what we what do. we do, right? Yeah. It's just ours is not really like a chat room, obviously. But yeah, it's still kind of this platform to try to to try to create dialogue and to try to create like a happy and healthy atmosphere around singleness, and so. To have it kind of take on such an ugly, like, angry, scary mob <laughs> yeah. of, of people and their singleness. And to have this, like, whole feeling of entitlement. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this was actually, like, a this was an all-men's movement, right? Against women. Is that correct? It wasn't... I don't think it was mixed. That's the... That was the impression I got, that it was, really? like, a, you know, dominant male... Like, women, like, yes, must respect I, and... Yeah. Yeah. Must respect us, like, must kind of, like, give us their bodies. Like, it was a pretty, like, yeah. intense... I mean, it's not unheard of. Like, obviously, these crazy, like, alpha male groups exist. But this, yeah, this sounded like... It wasn't just, like, a movement of, like, men and women, like, bitter and angry in their singleness. But it was, like, men... Um feeling like women were entitled to to give them what they wanted. Yeah, and so it's like, I'm really not trying to take the blame away from them, but I also want to, like, you know, add a layer to it, which is that if we don't keep having conversations like this, you know, or, like, continue to progress when it comes to what it means to be, uh, like... (laughs) a human in America at least, then like these things will still exist. Mm. Or maybe, you know, you could just think they'll always exist because people are screwed up. But it, I just think about like racism, like here's another big issue, right? So it's like the reason I'm comparing is like racism is a way to view people that's wrong. Mm. Just yeah. like um, having sexism, like, that's where a lot of that comes from. If a, if a man thinks a woman should be, like, you know, submissive or subservient to his needs and wants, like, that's a, a wrong way of viewing humans, right? Um, but people are taught those things. And, like, I've even asked my parents before, like, were you taught to believe negative things about people who are different than you? And th- they said, yeah, they were. And they've come a long way. They've grown a lot, you know, in that. And um, But they're still, I mean, really, like, still fighting those microaggressions that they perpetuate. Like, 
um, or the stereotypes that they believe and things like that. And I just think that maybe we're just not far enough out from a society that was like really set up for the like um, family unit, you know, where like the man has one role and the woman is like the mom who takes care of everyone. And, you know, even, I don't know. It just seems like it's this like overarching story. (laughs) See if you agrees. (laughs) <laughs> of, like, what it means to be alive in America. Like, the American dream includes that. You're right. supposed to get those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, I think that's always the question. Is, like, well, what if you don't? What if you're always single? How do you live your best life that, you know, like, honors who you actually are? And so it, it does make me really sad that that happened. Um, do you ever feel like entitled to anything or like even when it comes to this romantic stuff yeah I think I think like in a million ways or I think I think along the same lines like I fail to see the ways in which I'm like privileged Mm, because I feel entitled to it so I mean I think for me like something in the past few years has kind of been this like realization is just realizing how much I have because of, like, my upbringing and my mm-hmm. parents, right? Yeah. So, like, I've never had a day where I didn't know where, like, my next meal was going to come from. Or I've, like, never had, like, this empty bank account where I didn't know how I was going to survive or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, And, yeah, I mean, I can say, like, I'm a hard worker and I'm a good saver. And I, and I have done things to, like, put myself in this position. But I, even with all those factors included, like, of course I wouldn't be where I'm at without my parents without the kind of upbringing I've had. So I've been very privileged and I think that I can, I can mistake that and say, Oh, and feel entitled to things. Yeah. Um, and so I like, even with my job that I have now, like to be a college dropout and to come with very limited, um, work experience and actually to come out of a place of just doing volunteer missions and to be put in a position to run a company and have employees and make hiring decisions and make financial decisions and make, like, you know, decisions that, I mean, really, like, could make or break a company. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's privilege right there because I was hired by my dad. And I think that it wasn't simply just because I'm family. Like, I think he did see potential in me. But I'm also very privileged to have been given that opportunity because yeah, who else would have given that to me? You know, he, like, we were in a place where he knew me and he trusts me. Mm-hmm. And I, and like I said, I think he, like, he saw potential in me. But still, I mean, that's huge. And I, and I can't sit, I, I, I don't think it's healthy or humble or correct to think that I, like, um, was entitled to that role by any means. And so I think that's a big thing for me recently that I just realized how blessed I am to do what I do. And I think I, and I am good at it. Yeah. And like, and I don't, I, (laughs) I don't mean that to be cocky because I, there's a lot of ways in which I'm not very confident. And so this is just a very new thing for me to feel confident in myself, you know, by, so I just, I really, I really actually, I think mean that in in a more healthy way to like, be able to realize that this is something I'm, like, good at, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I think, um, I think growing up in a, 
in a white middle class safe and healthy family like I didn't do anything to earn that yeah or deserve that yeah and I like I mean I had a similar upbringing in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways uh I mean I watched my dad go back to school and stuff so that was kind of cool but I think that in these scenarios we like I think we just copy and paste what our upbringing is onto what we think our future is going to be. And so I know that, I don't know when it stopped, but at some point I was like, of course I'm going to be married. You know, like, of course I'm going to get that. And if you let yourself stew on that for as long as you're single and it doesn't work, then it's like, it starts to turn into something really sad, you know, where you're like, what's wrong with me? Um, and these, you know, these guys in Invisal, they were like, nothing's wrong with me, which that's like probably on on a healthy level, like, yeah, it isn't because there's something wrong with you that you're single, you know, but like when it turns into evil like that, well, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. (laughs) Ironically, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) Well, yes, actually, you know, and, um, and I'm actually would be really afraid for what they'd be like in a relationship if they feel that entitled to one to begin with, right? Like there would be a lot of control issues and stuff like that. And right. That's a great point. I mean, and that, that's what's ironic about it. I mean, like who knows what these guys, these different guys stories are, right? Or who knows fully what the story was of the shooter and what his, what his experience was with, with girls and, and trying to be with girls and everything. But yeah, when you get to a point where you feel like someone owes you something, I mean, yeah, as soon as you're actually in a relationship with a person like that, can you imagine how terrible that would be? And I mean, you have to, I mean, yeah, I I feel like it's, it's very interesting to think about the type of girl that really ends up in that spot too. Cause I think about like, for instance, for myself, like I just know for one, I have a strong personality, so I can't imagine ending up in a relationship where somebody's super, super like controlling and like dominant because yeah. I, that's just, just I mean, that would clash with me. Yeah. And like, yeah. you'd run. <laughs> I just, I would run because there just, there wouldn't be, they just wouldn't, there, there's no, I just couldn't see myself like getting involved with somebody like that. And then additionally, I think about, like, the friends and family in my life, like, all the people that I would really care about, um, their opinion of who I end up with. And in a very healthy way, right? Like, not, like, trying to win their approval of my relationship, but more like, what do you, you know, I want to know what people I love and trust think of who I end up with. Like, I wouldn't, like, I would really hope I wouldn't be somebody that, if I brought somebody around and, you know, everybody had, like warning signs to tell me about that. I I really hope that I would adhere to that and Mm -hmm. take that seriously. So it is interesting to think about the people that end up in very abusive situations like that and, um, and how, yeah, how it's able to get to that point. Yeah. Well, it just makes me think that we all really want to be loved. Right. And, and sometimes we're really desperate for it. Right. So, I mean, these girls we talked to tonight who were saying that they think people get in relationships because they're lonely. I don't think that they were wrong. It was, that was, yeah, and that was, it was interesting that they, um, 
that they started off by saying that, yeah, I meant to talk about that in our, like, after conversation. For context, in case anybody listening didn't hear this previous episode, um, we went to, like, the mall and a couple other places and interviewed random people, and so we interviewed these, like, three teenage girls, and the first, and, like, one of the very first things they said was, I think people get into relationships because they're lonely and they don't want to be alone. Yeah. And I think that's so true. And I think that that's something that we've talked about a little bit. To the, just in the context of we could be in relationships, like you and I could be in oh, relationships. Sure. But we don't want to be in relationship just to be in a relationship. And yeah. I think that is, you know... I think there's a lot of people that they're just in relationships. Or you see people that are, like, serial daters. Yes. And that's absolutely, like, people that just don't want to be alone. So it's not like they're dating for the quality of the person or because they're so actually, like, in love with that person or it's such a serious relationship, but they're dating because they don't want to be alone. Yeah. I think ultimately, too, we can't be for each other what our our souls like most deeply long for you know like in even friendship i'm noticing i so often want important people in my life to be more like i want them to love me better and give me more attention give me more affection more 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 and like they can't that's not fair to them you know like Like, the, like my dad once said to me, this was actually a really powerful moment in my relationship with my dad. I was 20, and I was, like, spending the summer at home. My siblings were driving me crazy, my younger siblings. And I just kind of was, like, fed up with everything. And he, he has his wonderful moments of encouragement, but I had told him, Dad, like, I need you to stand up for me more because... You act like I can just suck it up when my siblings are being jerks to me, but, like, can't you say something or do something? And he said to me, Bridget, I'll try my best because I love you, but I also want you to know that I cannot be everything Mm -hmm. that you want me to be, and I need you to not rely on me for all of that. And, you know, he went on to say, like, he wants me to rely on God for those things, and obviously that's what I turn to in the face of, like, my deepest longings. So I think that, like, all of that's of the same heart issue, right? Like, Mm -hmm. where there's the extreme where a guy feels like he has to seek some vengeance on the world. And then there's my extreme of, like, asking a a most important person in my life to be more than what he can be. And it's like, when even your dad says, like, I will be the best dad I can be. But there will, there's an end to that, or there's a limit to it. Mm-hmm. And even now, like, I'm 28, and I don't live at home, so there's lots of things my dad can't be. But, when, like, when I ask of you to be more than you can be for me, like, that's going to be hurtful to you. Because then you'll think, feel like you're not good enough for one, but also you might not be able to be that right. thing. Right. Anyway, I feel like this is, like, all sort of in the realm of, like, what healthy and unhealthy relationships look like on every level. Where we beg of each other to live into roles, to live into our own goals and, like, motivations. And I think why we need freedom from that. Yes. I feel like this is, like, a, a podcast. What I really wanted to say was 
hard thing, which is if you're out there and you're like a normal girl like us who feels like, why the heck am I still single? Like do a little gut check. You're not entitled. Mm. And I hope for you that you get a relationship, but I hope it's a healthy one and not one where you're asking that person to be your everything. They could be great. Like, (laughs) but I think this is like more of even some of this reason why I believe in like an ultimate soulmate, because I don't want anyone believing that someone completely completes them. (laughs) So, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think, Oh, oh my god, my dog just farted so hard. <laughs> he has bad ones, but that is like that's one of the that, worst. That was like an saw. air dookie. Oh, <laughs> it's probably because he's like eating rubber and stuff right now. Anyways, <laughs> ooh, yeah, I think it's a, it's even a good reminder to us as well, just the two of us, even of or even just for me, right? Like I need to check myself and feeling entitled in every area of my life but relationally nobody owes me anything and just because I have feelings for someone doesn't mean that those are going to be reciprocated yeah and that's that's yeah that's super important to just know yeah, I feel like. and don't we get like angry yeah like, when people absolutely. like as if they did owe us something yeah. and even that's immature it's just it's bratty <laughs> It's selfish, and yeah. that's and that's the thing is, and I think that's we're kind of coming back around to that. Like, when you get to a point where you feel like that, um, yeah, check yourself, check your heart on that, um, because relationships are not about being selfish; they're quite the opposite. Oh, yeah. It's about exploring selflessness, <laughs> and so so true. Yeah, it even when you were talking earlier too, it made me think about. Um, this guy that I was just, like, talking to on Bumble because we, like, had talked about going on a date right away. But then, you know, he wanted to be honest that he wasn't religious. And uh, he asked me if that was a deal breaker. And I said, yeah, ultimately. And he just expressed that he didn't want to waste my time. Um, And I just, I don't know, like, ultimately I really respected that because – he wasn't being selfish. He wasn't just like, I want this attention for this, you know, like hour and a half dinner or whatever, Mm. but I would rather respect like what she wants and her values. And I mean, it proved that he was a pretty good guy. Right. (laughs) But I just, there's hope out there. I think that people aren't all selfish and that in their quests for love, they are actually really trying to honor people, which is really neat to me. Yeah. Religious or otherwise, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's so many different ways in which we need to honor one another and respect one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, invitation to you guys. I don't know why I feel like I always need to make an invitation to you guys, but it's just how I am. I think checking to see the places you're entitled, even in, like, those areas that Kelly was talking about, like, maybe because of your own privilege, you feel like you're entitled to a lot of things. But um, I think that's why, like, having cross-cultural experiences or, like, going and doing something new and different where you don't have as much control or power is really helpful because then you're like, oh, I can't necessarily always get everything that I want or Mm -hmm. think I need. Um, So I just want to keep encouraging guys to press into those deeper issues inside yourself. And it's only going to make all of us better at relationships. 
yeah well thank you guys so much and as always feel free to follow us on instagram um dm us on there or email us at solidarity podcast at gmail.com just any feedback any advice any topics you're interested in maybe us discussing if you're ever interested in being on the podcast we'd love that super open to that so thank you guys so much have a great rest of your week yeah feel free to rate us on apple podcasts as well five stars only (laughs) Ha, <laughs>